Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. It's presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP, to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you in part by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code SGP and claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways. And put yourself in the running for a $1 million cash top prize. Use the promo code SGP. Get your share of $100 million in prizes. It's only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, or any other betting action? Well, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for a 20% off discount on your first subscription. That's betql.co and the promo code SGP20. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, hello there, folks, and welcome in in what is a wild time in what has already been a bizarre and wild 2020 as we come in for another edition of the only digital radio show that we love to attribute to those underdogs, those who are given less credit, less of a chance to win, and we will have some fun and games and conversation on the underdog talk as the podcast does unfold. I am your somewhat capable host. I've got guests joining me. But right off the top, it's obviously a different time right now in sports. We know that with COVID-19, the pandemic that's gone on now for some five and a half months in the United States and really all over the world, it has changed the sports landscape. It delayed everything in terms of sports for about 90 days. Sports have now resumed until now, until we get to late August, where social unrest in the U.S., including in Kenosha, Wisconsin, earlier this week with the police shooting of an unarmed black individual in Kenosha, sparking the latest social unrest and now taking over the sports world once again in the U.S. And so that is the backdrop as we come in on Three Dog Thursday with events being canceled. And at the time that we're putting all of this together, We're not sure of the future of some things, including whether the NBA, which canceled its playoff games in Orlando on Wednesday, is going to resume on Thursday or if at all. More on that coming up with our handicapper from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider Brian Edwards. Look forward to talking with him about this evolving story. And let let me pull the curtain back just a little bit. 
here on Three Dog Thursday and understand that we have to put the show together logistically with the guests, the time, the production of it, uh, and put the podcast out through the platforms on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and have it ready to go for uh, overnight Thursday and first thing Thursday morning. And it has been an evolving day here with the NBA game. So originally, Brian and I did a full podcast interview that included assessments of the Wednesday uh, games and and what was likely going to happen for Milwaukee as the one seed in the East and the Lakers as the one seed in the West advancing. We were talking about the Thursday game one matchup, Toronto-Boston in the Eastern Conference playoffs and also the Utah-Denver series. Well, at the moment, we've got to table all of that because we know the Wednesday games were postponed after the NBA players essentially said, we're boycotting, we're we're not playing uh, these games today because of the uh, the social unrest, the uh, the injustice, the racial inequality, uh, the protesting that's going on. The players feel uh, disconnected right now in the bubble, and the only way that they feel that they can call attention to this is to not play. So the games, it started with that Milwaukee-Orlando game in the afternoon where the Bucks said, we're not taking the floor. The Magic, the Orlando Magic, were on the floor warming up at the Disney Wide World of Sports. The Milwaukee Bucks never came on the floor. 3.15, 3.30 for a four Eastern time game. They were never there warming up. And finally, about five minutes before game time, it became apparent Milwaukee's not playing this game. That it's at least delayed, if not canceled, for Wednesday. They're terming it a postponement for now. And then uh, what followed was the Rockets and the, uh, and the Thunder saying, hey, with our series two all, We're not playing on Wednesday early evening, and the Lakers leading the Blazers three games to one, just like Milwaukee is over Orlando. We're not playing the late game Wednesday night. The players held a meeting on Wednesday night, and it is still not determined if they're playing Thursday. There has been talk from media that are inside of the bubble covering things, like Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix, ESPN's uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, that there, there may be a team like Toronto or a couple of teams that elect to leave the bubble, and we're not playing anymore. And if that happens, you've got a real mess for the playoffs on hand. And if one team leaves, you may see them all in solidarity and unity leave, and the NBA season may be over. I don't, I, I don't uh, say that lightly. I'm not trying to be over dramatic. But that could happen on Thursday, and you may be listening, and that may be what's already happened by the time you hear this podcast on uh, Thursday. Maybe you're listening on Friday. Then again, maybe it is a pause button for the NBA. Adam Silver, the top leaders, we're going to talk more about this with Brian in a few moments, uh, the top leadership players like LeBron James, like uh, Chris Paul, I know Andre Iguodala, uh, it spoke very passionately, apparently, in the bubble on Thursday uh, or on Wednesday night about Thursday and about moving forward. Same thing, Chris Paul, and, and they're debating this. The Toronto players, uh, Kyle Lowry, who's been injured, uh, speaking up uh, about social injustice. LeBron James obviously took to social media, uh, vehemently upset uh, about this latest shooting in Wisconsin that comes on the heels of the shooting death of George Floyd in Minnesota, and we, we've seen uh, riots and unrest all over the country throughout this summer, the June and July and August months. And, and so what's going to happen with the NBA? We, we've got to play the wait-and-see game, but again, for the purposes of this podcast, through our friends with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, we had a deadline to put a show out and to have it to you, and we just don't simply know. You may very well know what's going on on Thursday. We don't know, and you're going to have uh, Brian and I talking about that. Now, we'll say later on in the podcast, 
NFL talk, and a lot of it with two of my friends and colleagues in the uh, in the NFL and sports media. Sal Capaccio will be here. Sal Sports, my man, the unelected mayor of Buffalo, and the Bills coverage on WGR Radio. Uh, in Buffalo. Great insight on the Bills. He'll talk about the AFC East, the Brady-less New England Patriots, uh, the Bills with expectations this year, having been in the playoffs two of the last three years. So Sal will be with me on the video roundtable, our YouTube video roundtable, along with another dude that I love to talk to, Gary Seegers of the Winning Cures Everything podcast, back on Three Dog Thursday. Gary and Chris Giannini do a great job as part of the Winning Cures Everything show and podcast. They're on five days a week with their live show on all platforms, uh, whether it be Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. Uh, They're also on the podcast uh, world with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just search winningcureseverything.com, Winning Cures on their social media. You'll find their shows. They talk everything from football to the NBA, uh, anything that's going on, college game, Major League Baseball, the news of the week. They're also ramping up for the college football season and the picks, the prognostication for that in the NFL. So I'm going to lean on Gary for some NFL comments and conversation uh, about the COVID testing uh, and also the Brady-less Patriots, Brady coming to the Buccaneers. We'll talk about that with Gary and uh, also with Sal Capaccio. And if you're a fantasy football fan, fantasy football drafts are cranking up. I know there's no preseason games, but a lot of people doing fantasy drafting for season-long fantasy leagues. I'll get some sleeper advice, see what Sal thinks, see what Gary thinks. I'll share some fantasy football advice. Again, there are tens of millions that play season-long fantasy football. Over 60 million users play season-long fantasy football worldwide by the measurements. So you can't talk enough about that. Now, that number may be off. Uh, Some this year may be down just because of COVID-19 and all the uncertainty and everything's happening. But still, tens of millions are interested in all of this, so I'll give you a little fantasy football advice a little bit later on in the show. Uh, okay, so we've got everything happening. You know, the NHL played on on Wednesday night, and I'm pumped about the Tampa Bay Lightning and the way they've looked now leading the Boston Bruins two games to one after winning a thrilling overtime game on Tuesday night. They really put it on the Boston Bruins uh, for a Game 3 win and the Bolts in the best of seven lead two games to one heading to Friday and Sunday for this weekend battling in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So a Toronto bubble for the NHL, an Edmonton bubble for the Western teams, including the likes of Vegas and Vancouver. Uh, it, we'll see how it all unfolds, and then they'll play the Stanley Cup final in a couple of weeks, three or four weeks here, when it all plays out, about three weeks. Uh, the Toronto winner will emerge and will fly to Edmonton. They'll do COVID testing there of those players. They'll be sequestered, isolated, and then they'll crank up practice and play for the Stanley Cup Finals between the East and the Western representatives in Edmonton later in the year in the hockey. So a little hockey conversation on Three Dog Thursday uh, right now as well. And again, whether you're a Major League Baseball fan, hey, we've got the NASCAR headed to their playoffs, PGA Tour playoffs going on this weekend with the, uh, the BMW Championship. Uh, just outside of Chicago, um, anything and everything. The NBA, we don't know what's going to happen, but boxing, UFC, and, and hopefully soon the college football and the NFL, all part of it. And we're here to talk about it on Three Dog Thursday. Let's get to it. Let's get to the conversation with my guests uh, as, as it all unfolds uh, here. Let's do that now. Yeah, we are ready to get rolling. We're almost done with the month of August. Football about to be here for September right now. 
We've got the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, baseball winding down, everything that's happening, whether it's NASCAR, the golf, going to play a September U.S. Open and November Masters in golf, UFC, uh, on and on with all the different sports that are happening and here to make uh, some sense of all of it. I love the insight from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider Brian Edwards. Our senior handicapper is back with me here on uh, the program on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, Good to talk to you, and uh, it's good to have all the different news, all the different games and everything happening here, and we keep pointing optimistically towards football. How are you feeling, Brian? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, uh, Just real quick, I know we're going to talk college football first, but just what a spectacular, can't even be overstated performance by Luka Doncic on Mm. Sunday and what a game that was. And then Utah-Denver, that whole series other than the one blowout in game three has just been terrific. We're getting some great basketball. I don't know if it's uh, the non-travel aspect of everything, but we're getting – I mean, well, we had a couple duds. We've had some blowouts, but, man, we've had some thrillers. And that one Sunday, Clippers and Mavs was one for the ages. Oh, a tremendous game, and then uh, and then obviously at the time that we're taping now, the Clippers followed it up, uh, being able to respond, rebound, and put hello a hundred and fifty four points on the Ma- on the uh, the Mavericks. I think everybody but Brian Edwards scored for the LA Clippers in that game on Tuesday. So lots of lots of NBA that we will cover coming up in a couple of moments. But I know uh, your first love. I won't speak for you, but at at least it's seemingly your first love, is college football, and we have some interesting breaking news. We've had outbreaks of the coronavirus not unexpected at some different college football programs, and one of them, North Carolina State in Raleigh in the ACC, has had a significant enough outbreak with the students and with some of the football players and the other athletes that they are now pausing that September 12th opening game with Virginia Tech and moving it back two weeks to the 26th of September. So the NC State opener with Virginia Tech is on hold. And you look across college football right now with the conferences they're going to play, this is something you've got to be prepared for here. This week, next week, and in the short term, if these outbreaks are going on, what are you going to do for the schools, for the conferences, reschedule, et cetera, Brian, right? Yeah, I mean, this one just happened to work out perfect that they both had an open date on the 26th, and so they were conveniently just uh, needing to push it back two weeks. But it's not going to always be that that uh, convenient when we have situations like that. Hopefully uh, it's good to have them uh, early, early, uh, as opposed to late. But uh, we're just going to hope, hope that if we keep that minimized and – you push through, hopefully. Um, we'll see, but it, it worked out good with the, uh, just be, being able to push it back two weeks. And so, yes, NC State playing the next week on the uh, the 19th of September. Uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech playing on the 19th, so it does work out with the dual bye weeks, um, uh, the same bye week uh, coming for the 26th that they both can play each other. But, I mean, for example, Texas Tech – has 21 football players that have tested positive and are, and are obviously now being uh, quarantined and rescreened and retested. They're continuing practice earlier in the week. Vanderbilt began practice last week in the SEC, and I know you've got a note on Vandy here in a second. They paused on Friday because of several players, several student athletes, and, and some on-campus positives. Vanderbilt now back practicing midweek. Again, the example is you've just got to be ready 
on what do you do? How do you handle this? What's the protocol? What are you? What guidelines are you going by to figure it all out? Uh, and there is still time to figure it out. But in, in particular, if this starts happening during the season, Brian, as we've discussed, what are you going to do about game week, game weekend? If this goes on, and they got to have contingency plans, SEC, ACC, Big 12, American, all the conferences that are playing uh, for that. You had one other note, though, on the Vandy football program, and it's an interesting uh, situation with one of their top, if not their top, defensive players, right? Yeah, their leading tackler last year, linebacker Dimitri Moore, a rising junior, 99 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss last year. He had uh, announced he was opting out a week or two ago, and uh, I think it was two days ago, uh, he said that after, you know, researching COVID more, he's opting back in. So not much good news for Derek Mason lately. There's some good news for him. Uh, and, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can survive an 0 and 10. Uh, I just don't know that he can unless just all schools are, are giving out mulligans this year because Vandy doesn't play Arkansas and they're going to have a hard time winning a game, but mm. good news to get Demetrius Moore back. And there is a new athletic director at Vanderbilt, obviously, yep. that didn't hire Derek Mason, so that's another factor on that. But you're right. I mean, some of this is just you're going to have to be tolerant and understanding of the circumstances, uh, and Vanderbilt has the deck stacked against them anyway in terms of stringent academics, non-football traditions. So we'll see on that one. All right, we'll move off the college game and move into the NFL. We'll talk much more on the NFL, as I was mentioning uh, just before Brian came on, Sal Capaccio and Gary Seegers will be here. NFL Roundtable, the YouTube Roundtable, lots of NFL from the Buffalo Bills standpoint, even some fantasy football advice, Brady-less Patriots, Brady with the Buccaneers. We'll be talking about that. But you want to repeat here in August as we head towards the season, even without preseason games, you are still bully-bully on the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, at the moment. <laughs> Very much so. I like their season win total to go over nine, uh, which should be, uh, sorry for the non-underdog price, around minus 120, but I do got an underdog price for you on the Steelers to win the AFC North at plus 350. And there's mm. an underdog price. And not against the 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think the, their defense last year was a Super Bowl-level defense but they lost Ben Roethlisberger in week two and even when you know Mason Rudolph had a, a concussion a, a suspension you know you were you had nothing against my man Duck Hodges but uh you were dealing <laughs> with an undrafted FCS rookie quarterback for like six starts of the season and yet they still almost made the playoffs. I agree like they were on track I think they lost maybe their last three when they couldn't get any offense whatsoever uh, all the reports are that Big Ben feels great, and if Big Ben is the Big Ben of old, and he says he feels as healthy as he's felt in five, six years, uh, I expect great things from Pittsburgh because they're going to be nasty on defense, and Tomlin might have done his best coaching job ever last year. You just you said it. You said the words before I could say it. Even though he's won a Super Bowl, that might have been his best coaching job. And the, the real question, though, too, is – uh, no preseason games. And again, we'll talk about this more on the roundtable coming up. This is a great unknown on what the Steelers look like and rust factor for Roethlisberger uh, with the offense because he doesn't at least have a game, a preseason game or a couple of games to at least go out there for a few series. It's going to be the same for everybody. But that's a question mark for Pittsburgh right now with, with Roethlisberger off the elbow surgery. Well, you know, sometimes I just look at no preseason games as uh, less likelihood of getting injured. 
And right. in terms of one specific player getting injured, uh, there's only a handful of players more important to their team than Roethlisberger. So I don't mind them not having preseason. And let's keep James Conner healthy while we're at it, too. And keep in mind, he was hurt last year, too. Listen to me touting the Steelers yeah. here. So you like them as an underdog in the NFC North where the Ravens, right, are favored against the always yep. uh, fun and, and, and comedic uh, Bengals and Browns that are also in that division. So watch out on the Steelers and, uh, and the win total and the chances to win the North and or win the Super Bowl for underdog purposes from Brian Edwards. Let's move on. All right, so then we have the situation with the NBA. As our audience is now aware on Three Dog Thursday, the games on Wednesday were paused uh, the Milwaukee Bucks began this, obviously, with the social unrest that has gone on the last couple of nights in, in suburban Kenosha, Wisconsin, suburban Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Bucks have decided they weren't going to play on Wednesday afternoon, so that set off a chain reaction that none of the games ended up being played on Wednesday. Great debate at the time that we're taping, Brian Edwards, as to whether or not the games Thursday are going to be played, how long is it going to be paused. There's even talk that some teams may decide to leave the bubble and therefore cancel the playoffs. I don't know that it goes that far, but your your reaction here right now for the moment this is a, a real tenuous kind of situation hour by hour, and we don't know when the NBA resumes in the bubble. We hope that it will, but we don't know that it will in the short term. Well, first off, wow, what a stunner that would be if, if, this, if, if these players, I mean, actions speak louder than words. Props to them for, for the actions they're taking and boycotting one game. Now, I would be stunned mm. they just canceled this whole thing and i have no idea what the consequences would be big picture um uh two things i'll say right now one assuming you know it's just cancellations today and tomorrow uh advantage toronto kyle lowry more time to recover advantage houston russell westbrook more time to recover and he'd already been upgraded from out to questionable and was maybe going to be a game time decision wednesday night and then the number two, or probably should be the number one thing, actually. What a situation for Adam Silver, yeah. who, other than the China situation, which has been completely mishandled by the NBA, other than that, I think he has had a flawless tenure as commissioner and replacing probably the best commissioner we've ever had in pro sports in the late, great David Stern. I think he's been great, other than the China thing. And wow, the pressure that he is under – um, you know, because it was like the way it's been framed is Milwaukee boycotted Game Five. What, so what's that mean? It's three to two. The Magic get a win. Well, but, no, the Magic are the Magic are saying we're not taking a forfeit at the time that we're taping this. Okay. This is just okay. on pause. Are we playing Game Five now on Thursday? When is Game Five? And as you mentioned, the Houston OKC is a 2-2. That could go either way. The Lakers were more than likely going to, to end it with Portland on Wednesday night. That is also paused, and they may be pausing Thursday. Now, obviously, just real quick, in the bubble situation, you could pause for two or three days here and make the statement by not playing, uh, sure. have the press conferences, and then push the restart button and play the games Friday, Saturday, whenever you want. But I'm right with you. Adam Silver's got to be meeting, obviously, with LeBron, the biggest stars, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, all the biggest stars on all the teams, every which direction here, uh, essentially like a player's council, if you will, on when is it reasonable, when can we resume? they got to figure that out 
right now while while in the midst of the social unrest and obviously a lot of angered, upset, emotional NBA players that are saying right now we don't want to play games while this while this is going on. I mean, I think it's worth noting if if all things were equal, all right, and there and there was no COVID, let's say, and the Milwaukee Bucks were trying to play a home game tonight against the Orlando Magic in prime time while this was going on in Wisconsin, there would be this same debate, Brian, about how can they play while this is going on. Now, it is interesting that at the time we're taping, the Milwaukee Brewers are scheduled to play a home baseball game in the aftermath of these pauses and cancellations. Again, you may know the answer on whether they paused that or not or whether they played on. But for Adam Silver, he's got everybody in the bubble in Orlando, and they may talk about this, do their press conferences, talk social injustice for two or three days, and then can push the restart button to pick up on these series, right? Real quick. I would certainly hope so. Um, there have been a lot of sacrifices made by a lot of people um, to get this bubble right. And I'm not a big follower of the ratings, but I've heard on sports radio the ratings are down. But we have seen great basketball. I yeah. mean, this has been a riveting first round of these playoffs. And obviously we're starving for sports after the pandemic. But, I mean, we – I mean, that Sunday Clippers-Mavs game was one of the best games I can remember in the last decade or so, and we've had some just some thrillers. It would be a shame if they um, if they went that far, but, you know, I um, I don't know. We yeah, we see. don't know. We keep talking about this. I keep using this line, don't I, Brian? The only thing in 2020 that we know is that we don't know. So stay tuned on what happens uh, with the NBA, and we will move along. Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider here with me. Lots on the NBA. You can read him a bunch on MajorWager.com and also uh, through his Twitter handle, Vegas B. Edwards, tweeting out uh, lots of information and writing it up. Uh, and you also want to touch on a UFC underdog. This is not a pay-per-view this weekend. The UFC back in action. Uh, no fans at their Apex Center in Las Vegas. What are we looking for for Three Dog Thursday purposes on the Saturday night Ultimate Fighting card? Yeah, ESPN Plus only, the main event, light heavyweight bout, Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rockich. Um, Rockich had three wins over unranked opponents. Then he had a knockout win over Jimmy Manuwa, who has been a perennial, perennially ranked guy, but was like 38 on his way out the door, and that retired him. And since then, he had a, a split decision loss to Vulcan Ozdemir. Now, Anthony Smith has faced, this is a big step up in competition for Rockich. Anthony Smith had fought for the title, lost to John Jones, but then had a great win over Gustafsson as a road underdog over in Sweden. And then his last fight, uh, his game plan was awful. I thought he was swinging for the fences early. He kind of gassed out early, and then Glover Tashira kind of took over with his wrestling, and he ended up losing. But, I mean, it's as if the odds, as if Anthony Smith, like, has lost five in a row. He lost one fight to Glover, who I believe is ranked fifth right now, Anthony Smith's a stud, and he's a plus two forty underdog. And I have no idea why. I thought I think he should be a slight favorite, maybe a a pick'em or a short dog if you take into consideration that he took a lot of punishment toward the end of the Glover fight. But big step up in competition here. I like Anthony Smith as a plus two forty underdog. We always love this man and his insight. Whether it's college football, whether it's a little NFL, he gave you a taste there with the Steelers. I'm going to give you one more chance. On the on the Bengals, you know they're the Bungles for a reason. You still believe they can win eight games? It's the Bengals. It's the it's the Bengals. Whoa, whoa, f- 
I might have been stretching it there, TJ. Their over-under <laughs> win total is but, five and a half. I said I wouldn't rule out an eight and eight. Hey, but you say get me Joey get me past Burrow. five and a half, and I'm good for Joe Burrow and company. Uh, Burrow, Burrow better up the uh, the insurance and the padding. Uh, quarterbacking for the Bengals. He's going to get hit a lot more than he did at LSU. That's uh, that's for sure. And NBA plays as well. Again, uh, love the insight. Tell them more on where they can read you, find you socially, etc. As the weekend unfolds here, NBA playoffs and all else that's going on. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Vegas B Edwards. TJ, you always do a great job of promoing uh, my my stuff. We've had been having some tech issues on Major Wager for more than a week now. So I have actually for the first time in a long time, been doing some content on my website, com. I've got a lot of fresh content there since Major Wager's kind of been in flux, and I hope to have all that fixed by tomorrow. But uh, anyhow, you can see some recent content at com and always VegasInsider.com and MajorWager.com. Enjoy it as always, my man, and have a great weekend. Thanks for having me as usual. And there he goes, Brian Edwards, again, doing a great job. And you can find out more at MajorWager.com. And again, Vegas B. Edwards, his Twitter handle for all the latest information. And again, all the uncertainty about the NBA, you may already know. Are they going to resume Thursday? Is it still paused as they did with the three postponements? They didn't term it cancellations yet. You may be listening later on Thursday and you know, are they resuming? Are they rescheduling? Are they going to continue to pause for Thursday? And again, Adam Silver has got a real task on his hands. Uh, It is a crisis right now of can they hold it together with the players and the Players Association in the bubble uh, and continue to play these playoff games? Will they have a team leave? I say again... If they have a team leave, I, I don't really know how you continue. I, I don't know that they all won't leave if one team is leaving, like the Toronto Raptors had been discussing, uh, with the Raptors supposedly playing Thursday. You may know that that uh, series is on or not on uh, for Thursday or delayed till Friday. We'll see if and when the NBA does resume. A lot of good conversation, though, with Brian about some college uh, stuff, as well as uh, the UFC fights that are coming up here. Lots of NFL talk. Lots of uh, talk about the Buffalo Bills uh, and about uh, the the AFC East and the Brady-less Patriots. And Brady now with my Buccaneers coming up with Sal Capaccio of WGR in Buffalo. Gary Seegers winning Cures Everything show and podcast uh, that is every day right now with that show and with that podcast, Winning Cures. Look forward to those guys coming up. Okay. Did you get some uh, wagers down already on the Major League Baseball that has started up or the NBA and the NHL that's resumed? If not, why not? You've got a chance to be cashing in right now, including with the boxing and the fights. And my bookie has got their deposit match bonus back with a special offer right now here as part of this podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows. And the best thing about my bookie is not only this deposit bonus, but when you bet, you win and they pay. So again, whether you're looking over the NBA and what's going to happen here with the Lakers or the Bucks or the Clippers, how about the Trailblazers or Red Hot? Bet on all the games as it's unfolding. National Hockey League that's going on. MyBookie.ag. Join up today if you never have, and my bookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. Just enter the promo code SGP, get a promo code offer of a thousand dollar match. You put 500 in, they'll put 500 to match it. 750 or a thousand, they'll match it, whatever it is. Remember, Make those wagers, live in-game betting, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, the fights this weekend. It's all available at mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. You bet, you win, 
They pay with my bookie. We're also brought to you in part by DraftKings, and they've given you 100 million reasons why you need to sign up. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy, and they're celebrating the return of sports by giving away $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, and one lucky winner will take home a million dollars in cash. To claim that share of the $100 million in instant giveaways, all you got to do is download the app and sign up for free and use the promo code SGP and then enter the DraftKings free survivor pool. Yeah, it's that easy to get your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash prize. Sign up, see what happens in the survivor pool, and while you're on the app, don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests with everything with DraftKings. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars flying every which direction, every minute of every hour with all the action on DraftKings. Download the app now. Your shot at the $1 million cash top prize. Use the promo code SGP and get your share of $100 million in prizes. It's only at DraftKings. There are eligibility restrictions that apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Remember our promo code SGP with DraftKings. We're also brought to you in part by BetQL. If you want to get an advantage over your sports book with the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball back in action, you need to download this app, BetQL. It's the only app you need to make smart bets this season. And they've got some great algorithms, a best bet algorithm that has thousands of data points to give you the top information and the best recommendation on what to wager on. Uh, Whether you're talking about the NBA games, whether you're talking about the UFC pay-per-view this weekend, whether you're talking about the fights that we're talking about on Big Fight Weekend, you go to BetQL, you pick from all of the different uh, data points and recommendations. They're giving you great info, great sharp data to help you make the bet. You can even see where most of the betting public is betting if you want to go the opposite direction. And with BetQL, If you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, or West Virginia, you can claim an exclusive offer from sportsbooks and use BetQL's data to make the right bets. Again, if you're in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, West Virginia, a special offer awaits you with BetQL. Go to the Apple Store, go to the Google Play Store, download it, enter the promo code SGP, by the way, and you get 20% off your initial subscription. So even more incentive for BetQL. Remember, the promo code is SGP20 and take 20% off with BetQL. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. And we are continuing along with the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Great to have you with us. However, you're finding us again, if you're only hearing us through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, find the YouTube roundtable. We are up and rolling with these outstanding male models that are here as part 
of the Three Dog Thursday video roundtable. Gary Seegers of the Winning Cures Everything show and podcast. Yes, raise a glass. Good to have you, Brother Seegers. Uh, he's based in the Mid-South. Uh, love he and Chris Giannini with that show and podcast. And my Buffalo Bills sideline brother from another mother, Sal Capaccio. Sal Sports, raise a glass to Sal in Buffalo, Western New York. How you feeling? I'm good, buddy. How are you guys? Good to be on. We are we are hanging in there. Gary Seeger's all good in the Mid-South. I know Hurricane Laura is like wreaking havoc and, and headed your way, depending on when they're hearing us in all seriousness. Hopefully, it skirts the Mid-South. I know Texas, Louisiana are going to get some damage. Hopefully, everything good, depending on when they're hearing us. Gary, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling wonderful. So, it's, uh, it's nice outside. It's actually like in the upper 70s, which is very uncommon for late August right now, but yeah, I mean, from what I hear on this, we're only supposed to get like half an inch of rain, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, we'll see what it brings. Who knows? Yeah, not like what's going to happen, obviously, in Texas and Louisiana and uh, as it moves up in towards the Mid-South. And again, we're in Florida. And Sal, you used to live in Florida. You have to be aware, basically, from about the middle of July until the end of September, that this stuff is part of life. At least you get some warning. I mean, there's tornadoes in other parts of the country where you get very little warning or earthquakes where you get very little warning. In this case, at least you get some warning to evacuate and get out of the way. So the seriousness of that is going on. We're mindful of that. Now uh, we kick around some fun stuff. And I brought both of you guys in here to talk some NFL. Sal, you first. You are intensely, as we see it there in the background, great product placement and promotion in the background, <laughs> intensely involved with WGR, the Buffalo Bills radio broadcast. Tell me more right now. Now, I, I do realize you can't reveal strategy. That's the whole new thing right. from all the NFL teams. But overall, how do the Bills look? How excited are they? They've been in the playoffs a couple of times recently. Tell me what's going on with the Bills. Well, look, the Bills have a lot of expectations this year, high expectations. As you guys know, uh, two out of the last three years, they've made the playoffs. This is year number four of the Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean regime. And Sean McDermott just signed a contract extension. Uh, it's, it's very rare in Buffalo to see a coach get a contract extension. That's how well he's done here in Buffalo. But really, I mean, Josh Allen in his third year, he made a lot of strides from year one to year two, guys. And I think the team really believes he's going to make strides from year two to year three. And obviously, the big addition was Stephon Diggs. And to add Stephon Diggs to this offense with Josh Allen, with John Brown, Colby, I think the Bills really believe that they can contend to advance even further in the AFC. There's a lot of high expectations in Buffalo. And I think the biggest reason might be because of this whole pandemic – the Bills are one of the best teams to maybe come out of it the best shape because they have such continuity, whereas a lot of teams don't. The same head coach, same offensive coordinator, all five returning offensive linemen, one injury now, but you get the point. Same defensive coordinator. Everybody's returning, and I think the Bills are going to use that to their advantage in this situation. Very interesting on that with the, the Buffalo Bills. I should say that Sal is like the unelected mayor of Buffalo. He has a perpetual contract extension uh, in Buffalo for him. Uh, Gary Seegers, one of the things I want to talk about, let's get right into it. No Tom Brady in New England. And so now the debate with the young quarterbacks, with Allen uh, in Buffalo, Sam Darnold with the Jets, now the combo of Tua and, and the Fitzmagic guy uh, in Miami, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and, and whatever New England's going to do, either with Jared Stidham or Cam Newton, very interesting division. And, and the Bills may be as qualified as anybody to be a front runner in that division. Gary, from a distance, what do you think? Uh, well, Buffalo is in prime position to be able to actually win the division this season for the first time in it, decades, ages, it feels like. <laughs> 1995, I can tell you. <laughs> it's been a long time. Wait, 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 guys, it's been so long. Get this, it's been so long. 
the, La- the, the Colts have won the division more recently than the Bills, and they don't even play in the division anymore. And, okay? haven't, and haven't played in the division about 20 <laughs> years. Good point. Continue, Gary. Uh, the defense for Buffalo is where it all starts. I mean, that's, that's McDermott's deal. And, I mean, that's a fantastic defense. They are unbelievable. And, and they were last year. They have been for several years now, dating back to Tyrod Taylor being there. Uh, so, yeah, I think any, time, uh, any team that's got a, a continuity on defense and has a strong defense is in prime position this season, especially because who knows what the offenses are going to be able to do with this little practice time. I, I think defenses are at an advantage this season. Uh, as far as New England goes, it's, I'm a little terrified, right? Because we all had our fun when Brady left and, oh, you know, the Patriots are going to tank and whatnot. And now you've got a, a vengeful, you know, a, a Batman-esque Cam Newton coming in who is pissed <laughs> off and irritated. And from all accounts, it sounds like he is lighting it up at practice. Stidham, of course, threw, what, three interceptions at a scrimmage the other day. So that doesn't look good. They say Hoyer's still in the race, whatever. Uh, you know, it's a little frightening for those of us that are not Patriots fans. Obviously, my co-host, Chris, gigantic. I was going to say, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, and he is enjoying every bit of this because it sounds like Cam Newton is back to his old self. It, we'll see what that means, what it ends up bringing. Uh, I'm curious about Miami. I don't think that they're quite there yet, but another another building block. We'll see if they give uh, Brian Flores time. But, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we can all kind of agree that maybe the Jets are, are the odd man out here. You know, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about, uh, about the Patriots and the Bills being the two head-to-head this, uh, this year in the division. Interesting, Sal. He's weighing in. His partner, Chris Giannini, big Patriots guy on the Winning Cures Everything show. You are as qualified as anybody to talk about this point. New England has basically been the big brother, the bully of that division. Is the mindset now, not just in Buffalo, but in New York and in Miami, that, hey, we're at least on a level playing field here with a shot to win the division? What do you think from, from the other AFC East teams? Well, it's not just it's not just people and their perceptions, guys. It's actually real. I mean, the Bills are actually the betting line favorite in Vegas to win the AFC East. I mean, that's what's happened. The, people are recognizing the fact the Bills have a chance here. And look, they were right there last year. Let's remember, they completely dominated and outplayed the Patriots in Buffalo in Week Four when they're both undefeated. But a blocked punt for a touchdown cost them that game. And Josh Allen did not have a good day that day. Bill Belichick confused him. It was his really his last game before he started to really turn things around. And then down in New England on a Saturday evening in national television the bills are winning in the fourth quarter but the patriots came back to win that game the thing about cam newton is you know he does move the needle a little bit of course he does but who's who's he got around him i mean look tom brady did not have a good skill set of players around him last year and you can have a motivated cam newton you can have a healthy cam newton i still wonder who's he throwing to i mean they don't have a really good skill set of offensive players and then maybe the biggest loss for the patriots that nobody's talking about Dante Scarnecchia retired, guys. He is a Hall of Fame offensive line coach. He's that good. And they're going to have to patch that thing together with new parts. And I think the Buffalo Bills are in prime position. And then on top of that, the opt-outs, especially Hightower and Chung on the defensive side, they're going through a transition. Look, they do have Bill Belichick, obviously. We know how great he is. He's lost Brady before for times, and he's still won. The Buffalo Bills have something they're building here, and I think they believe, and really the rest of the country is starting to understand, that they can at least contend, if not pass, the New England, the New England Patriots. And as far as the Dolphins are, and the Jets are concerned, look, I like a lot what the Dolphins are doing. I really do. I think they've really made some nice additions, but I think the pandemic's going to hurt them. A lot of new parts, a lot of new coaches on staff. It's going to be very hard for them, I think, to gel very early on. 
tell me who the quarterback is for 16 games. I don't know. Is it Fitz? Right. Is it Tua? Who's it going to be? And then as far as the Jets, I like the Jets roster, but I hate their head coach. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's just not good. He doesn't know how to run a ship. And I think that's shown a lot. So until they move from Adam Gase, right. I don't think you can take them seriously in the East. Okay, so uh, the premise of no preseason games, it's the same for everybody. Again, for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers or, again, uh, Sal in Buffalo. Gary, you're in, like, Tennessee Titan territory. Whether you're talking about the Vegas Raiders, whether you're talking about the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys, no one has preseason games. How much of an effect will that have, especially, like, in the Patriots' case where you're trying to get used to Cam Newton or, in the Dolphins' case, they're trying to get Tua ready, uh, Brady getting used to his teammates in New England and on and on. How much do you believe, Gary, right now that will affect things no preseason? I don't think it affects a whole lot as far as team chemistry and whatnot. It, the past however many years, we've had kind of bad football for the first few weeks of the year anyway. And, and that's because the, the guys don't really gel in these games anyway. They don't play for long if they do play at all. I don't think that it will have a massive impact. I think the biggest impact is going to be on trying to figure out your roster. And, and that's what – I mean, coaches are the ones that really want these preseason games, Right. The fans could care less, you know, whatever. The owners, eh, you know, we want ticket money, I guess. Players really don't want to play the games. So you're not really gelling until week three, week four anyway. I don't think it has a massive effect on the season. But, I mean, obviously we'll see. We haven't had this happen before. I'm curious to see what they're going to end up doing. I, I think some of these teams with the younger players that you're trying to get in new offensive coordinators, new, you know, new position coaches, whatever. Yeah. You might see some issues there. They obviously would like to have that, but you're still going to have practice time. You're still building chemistry inside the locker room, you know, at your facility. I think they're going to be just fine. I don't think it's that big of an impact. And it is worth noting that for most of the four preseason games, we all know this and most of the fans that pay attention to this stuff, you only see the starters about six quarters usually, maybe seven. Out of 16 quarters, you see the starters for not even half of those games. Uh, and certainly in the first game and in the fourth game, they barely play, if at all. So it's not like you're missing out on a bunch. Uh, with, with the preseason. Uh, another thing that we want to cover, again, uh, Gary Seegers, Winning Cures Everything podcast with me. Also, Sal Sports, Sal Capaccio. He's Sal Sports on Twitter. He's a great follow uh, in Buffalo. Uh, find him if you're only hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on the Three Dog Thursday podcast, or if you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast fleet of shows. Uh, again, if you're only hearing us, find the YouTube video. Find us on YouTube at Three Dog Thursday. You'll see what we're looking like. Uh, guys, I, I want to talk about something that, uh, Sal, you and the Buffalo fans, uh, we learned this uh, yesterday. The Bills have announced there will not be fans for the first two home games of this year. There are numerous teams that are hosting games in week one of the NFL that have already said no fans, at least at the beginning. Sal, give me a thought or two here on Will we maybe see fans in Western New York and Buffalo? I know New York's a different circumstance with the state and the guidelines and the COVID concerns. Are we looking at maybe a year where the Bills don't have any fans, or is there still some hope that later in the year there might be 25% capacity, something like that? I think there's hope, and that's why they only said the first two games. But we could be sitting here a month from now and saying, guess what? Now they're going to go another two games. Now they're going to go the whole season. Some teams have already decided that. But I think that the Bills at least are slow playing it here, and they're going to see where the numbers go. Look, I have a lot of – I have family down in Florida, as you know. I used to live down there, TJ. So I'm monitoring the numbers in Florida. I'm monitoring the numbers in Buffalo and Western New York. I'm looking all the time, and I will tell you, 
as much as New York State, and especially New York City, obviously, was a big hotspot early on, we've done phenomenal here in this state to really do a good job with the numbers. And we're on a good, good plane right now. You know, it's a little bit of an uptick lately, but that makes you say, okay, well, maybe they can open things up. But people are scared to do that because they don't want the numbers to go back up. In the meantime, you look down in Miami and they're having fans, 13,000 at a place that's a, a hotspot right now. So unfortunately to me, what seems like it's going on here is, as you can imagine, a lot of this is drawn on political lines, right? We're going to see a lot of places where, depending on the politics of the people who run those areas, maybe they're going to allow fans, maybe they're not. But I think in this case, the Pagulas, the owners of the team, with Governor Cuomo, with Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, they've been in discussions. They would love to have fans in the stadium. They're not going to rule it out. And maybe we get a couple weeks in and they say, all right, we've still done a good job. Let's do that. I wouldn't discount that, but no one really knows where they're going to go from here. It will be weird. There's no doubt. Uh, Gary, you and Chris were talking on your show, and I'll plug away here. Find them at winningcureseverything.com and the Winning Cures show. Uh, I'm showing those male models right here on their own show on our screen right now if you're watching us. And you guys were debating uh, earlier this week that the NFL had some false positives come through their central laboratory that they're all using for the tests, for the COVID testing and numerous teams had false positives, and it, it's called into question the whole testing thing. Testing is going to maybe be the theme right now, uh, probably the theme for the NFL, continuing to test, and how many guys are, are positive, and, and do you have to pause for a team having too many guys positive like what Major League Baseball has done? I know you and Chris Giannini, you were both uh, debating this. Give me a quick thought on all the false positives here uh, that we saw crop up with numerous NFL teams over the weekend. Well, I guess we're waiting for the, the really rapid testing, right? Make sure that everything's good to go in just a couple of hours. It, we'll see exactly when that all gets implemented. Obviously, the saliva test that the NBA helped, uh, helped fund, that's a big deal, right? We want that for college football. We want that for the NFL. It, the false positives, initially, I thought, okay, this could really be a game changer because if there are false positives and they don't catch it in time, you're going to have – some major league people that have to sit out of these games. Right. Because if, if they test positive, you're not allowed to play. I mean, you got to stay away from the, uh, the facility until you, test, uh, until you test negative at least twice. So, you know, it, with all of that going on, the issue here is that they caught it so quickly. And I think that they know what's going on now. So I don't know that they're going to continue to use that lab or they're going to change it up some way that they go about it. But they do have more rapid response on their testing as of right now, they can get the results back within 24 hours. It, however, if you test negative on a Friday or on a Saturday and your game is on Sunday, how quickly can they get another test back that's negative? And right. Then, it, it, that's going to be kind of And an what issue. do you do? That's what you're and, saying. And what and do I, you do when that's going on and it could affect a game? And the audience should know here on Three Dog Thursday, Sal and I know this, we're being tested as employees or at least working games. Media will be tested. Uh, et cetera, if you're, if you're going to be anywhere in and around the team, the stadium, you're not going to get anywhere near the players, the coaches, and the immediate staff, no matter who you are right now. They're on a tier one. They're separated from everybody. But we're all being COVID tested. In the Buccaneers case, Sal, I don't know if this is the case in Buffalo, you have to be COVID tested and then COVID tested again 72 hours later and cleared. And then you can come in and be around the facility, the other media, be around training camp practice and that kind of stuff. So they're going to that link even with the employees in the media. Go ahead, Gary. Quick comment. 35,000 tests were administered to personnel over the last eight days. 23,000 were administered to players. 
Like that's, <laughs> I thought that number was drastic. I said 12,000 more tests for the personnel as opposed to the actual players seems kind of crazy. It just lets you know how big these organizations really are. And, and let me chime in here, guys, on this. I'll yep. say a couple things on what you said, TJ. Here's here, just to give you an idea of the difference in how everybody's got to maneuver this differently. So you're an employee of the Buccaneers, essentially. I'm an employee of Entercom Radio. We have the rights. I'm not an employee of the Buffalo Bills, so right. I'm not tested on a daily basis, but I am a media member who has what's called a 3OA tier. So I can be at the facility. I have to get screened every day, but there are, there are four pool reporters who do report on the team every day, every single day, whether there's practice or not, they have to go get tested. All right. That's the level of differences between everybody. I... If the team goes inside to practice, I cannot go in there, but the pool reporters can. But I have to be obviously around the team in some capacity to cover them, but I have certain areas I can go and I can't. Sure. That's different. Now, obviously, if you're a team employee, even some team employees who are pretty high up might not even be a tier two necessarily, which is somebody who still would have to have a, a direct access to the players. So it's way different for everybody how they're handling this thing. The other thing is, go back to the false positives you guys talked about. This was right here. The Bills were one of the teams impacted. There were 11 teams. And I'm going to tell you that what happened that day. We were on our way to the stadium for practice. It was a 10 a.m. scheduled practice. We get an email that says practice is pushed to 11. I said, that's a little odd. Like, that, why would that happen? And then we hear and read that the NFL had some testing irregularities from this lab. And now it's starting to, okay, it's starting to make sense. Maybe the Bills are impacted. Then we get randomly an impromptu general manager, Brandon Bean, is going to speak to the media. Now you know something's going on, right? right. He says to us, hey, when you get to practice today, guys, there's some big names you might not see or you won't see. But he wouldn't tell us who because he can't. And sure enough, we get out there, and Josh Allen's not at practice, guys. Right? I mean, he is the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, was one of the people impacted by COVID, by, by the uh, false positives. So I, I will say, great on the Bills. They got ahead of it. They told the media what to expect. Therefore, we didn't go out there and start wondering, where the heck is Josh Allen at practice that day? We knew it was up. But Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, they said this was a good fire drill for them because they had to learn how to handle this situation if it does happen in the regular season. And, of course, if it does, then everybody's going to be scrambling and you don't want any false positives in that situation. Absolutely. Yep. Well said on all of that. Only a few moments left. It's the Three Dog Thursday podcast. That's the voice of Sal Capaccio. Sal Sports on Twitter. Buffalo Maven for everything sports, not just Bills, but we're leaning on him for the Bills. Gary Seeger's also with me. Love my Winning Cures dudes uh, on the Winning Cures Everything podcast and show every day. You see he and Chris Giannini on that show uh, Monday through Friday and their podcast as well. Find everything at winningcureseverything.com. All right, I want to get a fantasy football sleeper or two from you guys in just a moment because a lot of people are doing fantasy football drafts and so you can't ever talk enough fantasy. We'll do that in just a second, but I, I can't let this get away without talking a little Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we talked about him not being in New England. There it is in living color, TB12, showing a little mobility actually uh, in, this, uh, in this clip that we're watching on the screen for those. Find the video. Look at that. 43-year-old Tom Brady, a little nimble there, getting away from a heat-seeking missile defensive back. So uh, a quick opinion from both of you. Obviously, I can be viewed as biased, as slanted with anything positive that I'm saying. What do you guys want to say about how you think Brady will do uh, here with the Buccaneers, all things being equal, he's able to stay healthy, et cetera, et cetera. What do we think? Gary, first, go. Uh, he went to the perfect situation. I love Bruce Arians. I love what he does with, uh, with his offenses at Byron Leftwich, obviously fantastic coach. Everything about this is, is just about perfect. He's a little 
up there in age, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be super mobile. He doesn't have to do a whole lot of stuff. He's got some fantastic weapons around him. I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be great for him in that running back position. I, I like this team. I, I like what they're doing. Yeah, they got LaShawn McCoy and a lot of other weapons. Again, Sal, I could be accused of being slanted Buccaneer. How do you think Brady will do with the Bucs? Okay, listen. I really, Tom Brady, obviously, he's the GOAT, right? He's amazing. He's great. I've been up close and personal, unfortunately, watching him dominate the Bills for 20 years, guys. All right, I've seen that. But I got to tell you, two things I want to tell you about here. Number one, Tom Brady last year, he just did not look the same. He did not, he was not the same Brady that I've seen over the many years of watching him. And I watched a lot of Tom Brady. And I'm not saying he was bad but he certainly wasn't at the level that we're used to. And I think you could expect that a little bit at his age, right? But there were balls that he just sailed a lot of times. A lot of times he didn't want to get hit. He threw it into the ground. It's interesting to see, but he also didn't have a very good cast around him, obviously, as I reported and said earlier. Now, here's the other thing. I'm going to give you, TJ and Gary, the stat of this Uh particular show. Uh Oh, original research. Original research coming. Here we go, Sal. It's not my research. I'm going to give my credit to Chris Trapasso, my friend at CBSSports.com. I, 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 this is an amazing stat. I didn't know this, but it's true. So just so Bucks fans know, in their first years in Bruce Arians' offense, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, and Jameis Winston all set career highs in interceptions. Also, Big Ben, his first year in Arians' offense, his highest sack percentage of his career. It doesn't happen right away in Arians' offense. All right. So there's a, there's a theory on that one, but – 2,000-yard receivers in Evans and Godwin had nothing close to that in New England. Add Gronkowski, his favorite target back. And this is going to segue into a little fantasy sleeper talk here in just a second. I'm just giving you a little tease on who I have for a sleeper coming up. But, I mean, Ronald Jones in the backfield with Shady McCoy. I mean, you've got weapons. You've got depth, even if there's injury. It might take COVID a concerns. While, we'll see. I do yeah. think, I do think with, the, with the chemistry we talked about and the continuity, I mean, it is different. Brady demands a lot out of, out of, his, of his teammates. You know that. And I, I do think it might take a little while for all of that to click. And that's fair. And that's fair. All right, fantasy sleeper before we get out of here in a minute or two on Three Dog Thursday. Gary, give me a name that we are not looking at taking, let's say, in the first three or four rounds, maybe the first four or five rounds. Everybody knows about taking quarterbacks, receivers, et cetera, all the big names early. Maybe delve in with a Saquon Barkley or an Ezekiel Elliott at running back early. Give me a sleeper, please, or maybe you've got a couple of them for those that are seeking fantasy football advice. Ours is worth every penny they're paying for it right now, which would be this. Uh, but give me, give me a sleeper or two. I've got, uh, I got two. Keyshawn Vaughn, who I just talked about. I think he's going to be fan- – I mean, he is – Rookie running back, rookie running back, Buccaneers, who played yeah. collegiately at Illinois and at Vanderbilt. So you like Keyshawn Vaughn in this situation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think he's perfect fit for that offense. And the second one, now this is at the end of your draft. Like, don't waste an early pick at all on this. Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. Uh, everything out of camp is that he is absolutely stealing that job. Sony Michelle, all those other guys. Interesting. That, now, that is a running back by committee room. That's what McDermott, uh, not McDermott, uh, uh, Josh McDaniels does. But uh, Damian Harris was lights out. He does his job. He's the prototypical Patriot. I think he's going to have some pretty big numbers this year. Keep that guy on the back end of, uh, of your roster. And Belichick and Saban are like this, and that's an Alabama running back. Interesting SEC angle there with Michelle there, and you're right. They've gone by committee forever. Sal knows that as well. A couple of sleepers. 
Sal Sports for fantasy football drafts. Give me, give me a name or two. All right, I'm going to give you one and a half sleepers, basically, and I'll explain in a second. Number one, tight end Noah Fant, I think, in Denver. Um, you know, I think he's, he's going to be the quarterback's best friend, right? A young quarterback who does have weapons. I mean, Cortland Sutton obviously is there, but uh, 562 yards last year, 66 targets. I mean, those things – those. Uh, catches, excuse me, those things are going to go up this year. This was targets, I'm sorry. Target 66 last year. Those things are going to go up this year. I think Noah Fant, and I really liked him coming out of college. We all know how good he was at Iowa. So I think Noah Fant could be someone that, um, you know, doesn't go early with tight ends, but maybe he should be propped up a little bit more. All right, so this isn't necessarily a sleeper because of I don't know how much time he's going to get, but maybe more for a dynasty league if you're in one. And I'm just going to stay right. hometown because I'll report from Buffalo here, and I'm saying this because – you tj down in florida oh my gosh has ucf rookie gabe davis been incredible in bills camp he has been someone to notice now look the bills do have Diggs and brown and beasley so i don't know how many snaps wide receiver four is going to get but especially if you're in a dynasty league every single day gabriel davis is doing something special at bills mm. camp and they will find a way to get him on the field I like – see, this is the juicy stuff when you get the insight here from these guys. Let me give you a couple of names. O.J. Howard, again, at the risk of being considered biased. This is not somebody that you're going to take in the first five or six rounds of the draft. And Chris is smiling because you know – I'm sorry, Gary, you know you're, you're smiling because Chris has been an O.J. Howard hater, I think, for the last couple of years on your Winning Cures Everything show about He's being fine. underproductive. You're an Alabama guy, though, too, and you've got the – look at, look at uh, Gary Seegers uh, with the Alabama – uh, a there that's on. I think O.J. Howard could flourish with a lot of the attention around Gronkowski. Cameron Braid is an excellent pass-catching tight end. The Bucks have three of them for depth. Just It would be a good one to look at, like round nine, round ten. O.J. Howard's probably still sitting there in your fantasy draft. Take a look at that one. And then I'll swing all the way out west. A Florida State running back that I think the Bucks were probably interested in and a lot of teams may have been interested in, but the L.A. Rams grabbed Cam Akers from Florida State. I, I, will, I will bow to Gene Deckerhoff, the Hall of Fame voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who told me two years ago, two years ago, Cam Akers may be the best running back at Florida State I have ever seen. There is praise, and then there's high praise like that. I mean, other than Bobby Bowden, who else has seen more Florida State games with all those great running backs? Akers with the Rams. Again, don't do it in like the fourth or fifth round, guys. But maybe in the sixth round, in the seventh round, Cam Akers might be a steal to help your team. It's like an investment, like you're talking about with Gabe Davis, uh, Sal. It's an investment maybe for later on in the year to help you out, depending on injuries, COVID tests, whatever. So there's a couple of names. I, I like all of that. And once again, I repeat, all of our fantasy information was worth everything you just paid for it while we're giving you the sleeper info. Uh, let me let both of these guys plug away. Uh, Gary, you first on Winning Cures, how we find you, how we hear you, how we see you go. You can find everything over at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, we do our college football show on sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That's Sportsbook Review. We do their, uh, their YouTube channel. Uh, but, yeah, winningcureseverything.com, all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms are all over there. You can find it there, and you can find me at GaryWCE on Twitter. These guys are on it. I mean, day and night, anything college and NFL football, they're on it with all their platforms. Sal Capaccio, plug away. We obviously see the great uh, promo placement behind you, but if they're not seeing you, where can they hear you? Tell them more about how they find you. Go. 
every single day, WGR 550, you can even say, hey, Alexa, play WGR 550, and she'll bring it up anytime you want. It's really cool. You want to smart. We got the, we got the radio. Wait, wait. Alexa doesn't answer and go, I don't want to play Sal again today. Alexa is not back talking you on Sal. Okay, so that's good. We got the radio.com app as well. You can just kind of open it on your phone, and it opens right up. There you and go. WGR. We got lots of ways to hear me, but obviously on Twitter, at Sal Sports, lots of different ways. And I always look forward to when the season starts because – Mondays 10 to 12 it's called the extra point show and it's on WGR and it's one of the most listened to sports talk shows in the country I guess as far as uh, ratings and stuff they tell me so I don't know that's what they tell me because people just can't get enough Buffalo Bills content the Monday after a game so that's 10 to 12 every single Monday after the games. Love this man, the unelected mayor of Buffalo. We went, we went around town when the Bucks were playing the Bills about three years ago, and everywhere we went, they rolled out the red carpet. The velvet ropes were parting for South Sports. Gary Seegers gets the same thing in the Mid-South uh, there in the greater Memphis, Tennessee area with the Winning Cures Everything show and podcast. Uh, he and Sal Capaccio have been with me on Three Dog Thursday. Boys, thank you. I appreciate all the insight on the NFL, the fantasy football advice. All of it, you guys be well, stay safe, and let's get some football going. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, Gary. Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right, and we thank you for listening to us. Thanks also to Brian Edwards, our handicapper, being on this edition of Three Dog Thursday with all the insight and all the prognostications. Again, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find us on YouTube with the videos of Three Dog Thursday as well with our roundtable. For now, we are done. Get ready for all of the football we hope. Hang in there, everybody. And we'll be with you on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.